You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Untapped K, part of the Believe Podcast Networks. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus for on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE and bet responsibly, please. On to the show. Welcome and thank you for tapping into some Untapped Keg, our podcast about sobriety and mental health, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How are you doing, sir? Um. I feel I feel really good, man. I'm 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 excited. I feel I'm 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 thankful, extremely thankful for the guests that we have again today. Um, so I I just a lot of good feelings, man. A lot of good feelings. I want to keep these feelings going. So, RJ, how you doing, man? I am elated. How's that for a new word, Jenny? Oh, there we I, go. I am elated. There we go. I'm. I've been so excited to talk to our guest again since our last episode. And without further ado, we are super excited that she agreed to come back. Please help us Hello. welcome Amelie of the Sea. Woo! Still got that professional applause track there. Amelie, what's going on? How you doing? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm I'm to to use um some terms that might be related to what we're discussing today. I am awake and I am aware. Mm. So feeling mm, I'm feeling it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So to our listeners, um, Amelie joined us, what would we say, about three months ago, four months ago? Yeah, I think a little longer. It was February. Yeah, yeah. Back in February of this year, we had a wonderful episode, wonderful opportunity of getting to getting to know Amelie and understand Amelie's uh, journey and what Amelie you know, does in the community. And so we wanted to bring this wonderful person back um, for another episode. And we just got to catch up with you, Amelie. How you been doing since uh, the last time we spoke? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I've been so I, the way I've been talking to my family about this is I've been actually meditating mm-hmm. on boredom, and the and the oh. way the way I talk about this is that um one of the one of the indications of boredom as it relates to addiction is that it's an indicator that something's not okay, like so something about our present you know 
moment we're not mm-hmm. okay with. And somehow we want to start escaping. We want to go do something else. And uh, I've been looking at all the ways in my life that I try to escape. And, uh, and, and, I'm, and I see a lot of the roots of addiction in that type of escape. And understanding that has helped me really improve my life for the better. And so, mm. yeah. The, yeah. So it's it's been it's been a very interesting uh, meditation, an interesting study, self study. Because at the end of the day, a lot of this work is all. It's not about fame and glory. It's not about you know getting uh, you know other people's approval. It's about getting our own approval and becoming a friend to ourselves. And just been and I've been studying a lot of these type of concepts as it relates to meditation. And I've been very happy to say that a lot of these results are really real. And it's very cool. And I'm glad we're able to talk about it today. I actually really love that, you know, this topic, because uh, I, I with with some former athletes, we at one point dove into, I think Google has the practice where you, uh, mindfulness, excuse me, mindfulness uh, studies, mindfulness practices that we did. And we actually went on like a two day retreat out mm-hmm. on a ranch where we, you know, major, we didn't. St- it, not necessarily a retreat because we didn't stay there, but we were there for like 10 hours a day. Um, but throughout those 10 hours, no cell phone, none of that. And we really practiced <laughs> yeah. on one one practice that I really enjoyed was um, active listening um, because yeah. that really showed me how much I don't actively listen. <laughs> um, I usually just wait to respond. I'm just waiting to respond as opposed to really digesting what what folks share with me. Um, mm-hmm. So they made us do that. So long story short, yeah, this this is there is a significant amount of data that that has shown and has proven that this stuff works. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real. It works. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, brought that up be, uh, in the context of your friends from you know from athletics because one of the things about meditation is that it's very similar to exercise in many ways. Like a lot of the results. A lot of the processes are are very similar. And so that's why I wanted to do a compare and contrast today in terms of what can we say that's so here I'll go I'll go to the spreadsheet and it's gonna get very messy very soon. But before we begin, there's the central column which is, just says similarities. So there's a lot of different broad categories, and then we'll talk about things that are specific to meditations, things that are specific to exercise. But what what's powerful about it is that if you can do one, you can do the other. And if even if you can't do one, you can learn how to do it. And we'll talk about how to start, how to start your own and what makes it worthwhile, all, all of these things. And uh, the spirit is very similar. So, And I also want to draw on both of your personal uh, backgrounds in all of these things because it's all about how it works for you rather than how it works in the scientific theory right like mm. we we've already like there's a lot of research there's you know thousands of years of people doing exercise and meditation but the thing about all of this is that it doesn't work unless we try it like it's it's not going to make any sense unless we exercise like someone can talk about exercise all day long but unless we start exercising we're not going to really fully understand that experience of exercise same with meditation like someone else can talk about meditation like what we're doing now but until someone actually tries it it's mm-hmm. not going to make any sense that's interesting yeah. that's really interesting because 
talking about <clears throat> myself, like, you know, when I think of meditation, I think of, uh, you know, sitting in a room and focusing on your breathing, but that's not necessarily the only way to meditate, right? So, no, not you know, at all. Like the stereotypes and that kind of a thing. And for me with like ADHD and I'm constantly trying to be uh, stimulated, like that mm -hmm. just does not sound fantastic. But I think like the more I hear about it, the more I think I would benefit from it, like me personally. I just have to figure out a way to do it. So I'm really glad that we're talking about this as well. Yeah. So let let's uh, we can uh, we can uh, shift that. Like let's let's talk about uh, here in the context of benefits uh, specific to meditation, specific to exercise. Well, one of the things about the think of, let's think about it in terms of exercise. Let's say someone saying I don't want I don't I'm not okay with exercise because. You know, I'm, I already have a very sedentary lifestyle. I'm not sure if I'm going to be good for it. That's actually the perfect demographic for exercise to be the most beneficial. You see, like, you see, like, if you talk to say uh, to compare and contrast with this, if we uh, if we say talk to a professional athlete who has already been exercising all day long, if they miss one you know exercise session versus if they do one extra exercise session. It probably doesn't change too much, but if you have someone who has not exercised in years, uh, that first few exercise sessions can actually be incredibly impactful. Mm -hmm. It can be life changing. So yeah, so like everyone benefits. So let's say everybody benefits for sure. The the most thing is the people who benefit the most. So. People who benefit the most are the people who have never tried it before or who for which this is not part of their lives. Mm. So the the less you tried it, the more you may benefit from it. It's one of those things that once once you start giving it a few a few tries, you may see, okay, what what is it that works for me? What doesn't work for me? So we can, yeah, so we can talk about the specifics and uh, in, t in terms of the variations, we can, we can talk about how each individual variation and in exercise can be adapted to a single person and same thing for meditation. Yeah. So, so let, let's begin. I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear. So what types of exercises if if someone was to ask you, you be my personal trainer, and I want you to help me get on a good exercise regimen, how would you start talking about the different forms of exercises? What types oh. of exercises would you, like, what, what types of big, broad types of things would you say to people? And let's start brainstorming, and we'll start, like, slowly picking apart these type of things. Um, I think at first you start with what type of what type of workout will we be doing anaerobic or, or yes, let's do it love it and then also are we going to be focused on plasticity um exercises versus like power building strength building so like what you want the outcomes to be right yeah exactly yeah. Exactly, exactly exactly okay so so a power so there's strength power there's speed there's a lot of potential benefits mm -hmm. yeah like you can do so some of these things 
are more kind of performative in the sense that when you actively do you know exercise and when you when you practice like say bench press uh for you know weeks and weeks and weeks then after a while people you can measure how much their strength has increased how much their power has increased so those are things when you measure when they're performing what about what happens when they're at rest like if you what are some indicators of say a person who is very physically fit versus someone who is not physically fit how would you be able to tell when they're at rest Oh, like, oh! You talking about their heart? How fast? Yeah, how fast how, their heart? How fast their heart rate gets back to yeah, to resting rate? Yeah, that's yeah. yep. That that is a sure indicator of someone being physically fit. Absolutely. Okay, so <clears throat> let's let let me start now talking about things that are related to meditation. How about resting thinking rate? Ever have racing thoughts in our mind? <laughs> RJ, I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> I think I think that that's my normal. Uh, that's that's my resting, you know. That's yeah. all I have are racing thoughts. So it's like I walk so that, into a room and I'm cleaning and I'm like, oh, there's that there. I need to go do that real quick. And then if I do it fast, I won't forget about the thing I've just been doing. Right. Yeah. So so a lot of these things, like it. So you see, like if someone is very physically fit, when they even when they're at rest, their body is a little bit more efficient. And if someone meditates a lot. Even when they're at rest, their brain is a bit more efficient. There, there's less, you know, uh, constant like worry about okay, it, all these types of you know thoughts coming in. Am I going to miss this thought? Am I going to miss that thought? If, is my memory not going to serve me mm. well? So that right. that's one possibility. So yeah, let, let's let's take all of these things that we've just talked about in terms of things that are specific to exercise, and let's talk about it in terms of meditation. There's a just like how there's a broad class of anaerobic versus aerobic. So anaerobic, actually, before we do that, Monte, can you give, for people who are not familiar with these terms, can you give a general description Uh-oh. of what's anaerobic versus aerobic? Uh-oh. Taking me back to good old health class here. Uh, <laughs> um, I honestly, off the top of my head, I, I, I'll i be honest, I, I, I do not remember so anaerobic versus aerobic. With it oxygen so like that's like long-term <clears throat> exercises anaerobic is without oxygen so it's like really fast uh movements really and, yeah so like anaerobic yeah. is like uh you know a play of football that. a play of football yeah, would yeah. technically be anaerobic because it's quite, anaerobic sport exactly okay yeah whereas like oh, oh that makes sense field okay. is more aerobic that makes sense. Amelie, yeah. put me on the spot. Put me on the spot here. <laughs> health, health, health class 101. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, so, please so stay the, in school and <laughs> pay attention. So the, it's okay if you don't know. There, there's no like perfectly right or wrong answers. This is more about like how you relate to it. And the, the thing about this is that if you talk to a different person about exercise, they'll give you a different answer. They'll give you a different way of thinking about it. There are some general theories, but as as we talked about it a little bit earlier, which is, which is that exercise and meditation, it only makes sense if you genuinely internalize it. If you try it, and it, it has to make sense to you. Uh-huh. Like someone can lecture about aerobic and anaerobic exercise, but really it might not make sense until we try it. Because I, so, how I know the difference is sports. Actually, that's how I was able to like process it. So like. A lot of sports have aerobic in it because you do it for a long time, like basketball or soccer. But there's a lot of anaerobic activities or a lot of anaerobic actions in those sports. 
And that's how I can kind of remember it. So yeah, so an example, uh, an example of aerobic is, as you point out, this long-term behavior. Long-term behavior. So, for example, running a marathon. Say uh, cross-country. Yeah, yeah, yeah cross-country. Right. So, yeah. like any sort of long-distance behavior. So anaerobic. One would be to say bench press. Like if say you're, you know, uh, someone says bench press, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Hmm. Yeah. See, I think I. I What's the I think I tuned, I tuned, again? tuned out. Be able to get that up. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, forty-five yeah. pounds. <laughs> yeah, so so like oh, I'm just making up a number. It's it's yeah. So the the thing is, is these yeah. anaerobic is more about like just power. This is using more, uh, just using more of your basic uh, glucose storage, like your glycogen, all the stuff. So using more, uh, let's say, using more mm-hmm. glucose as your as your fuel source so let's let's now try to put that into the context of meditation see the reason why i liked uh this description is that they're anaerobic and aerobic they're two very very large uh what to say extremes of different classes and they're both equally valid and so now let's talk about in terms of meditation there's Types, there's focusing type meditations. Some people call it single point concentration, whatever different types of things that, that involves, you know, just trying to focus your mind as perfectly as you possibly can. And then there's ones that involve open awareness, which people may have heard this term of mindfulness, uh-huh. which, is to, which is to try to, well, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, in a little bit, but first, let me actually talk to you about an example in which we use both defocusing and focus meditation just in our everyday life. So let's say now I'm going to ask you to ask you guys to take you back to an even earlier time, learning to drive. Okay, so let, let's think about when you first learned how to drive, and think about one of the things that we focused on. So, for example, when we first put our foot on the gas pedal and it says in the in the driving instructor says, oh, just press, you know, press the gas pedal and then you just go. Right. The, the first time I pressed it, the car just started jumping, you know, like the oh, yeah. car just accelerated very fast. So, yeah. So that pressure of foot on gas pedal, that's something that we learn to focus on, to be very, very careful about versus open awareness when we're driving, when learning how to drive, to say, know your surroundings. And when we're driving, we're saying, okay, be be aware of other cars. You, know, other you cars. sort of got to be like a de- defensive driver. Exactly. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, so so you see, there, let me use defocusing. So defocusing is just saying, being a generally aware of your surrounding being a, like being aware of all the data that you can see just with your own eyes and hear with your ears. Like if someone's honking, what what type of signal does that give? So this is so defocus is more about taking in large amounts of data and being able to process it. And and focusing is more about just working with a very specific narrow uh, band of data and working with it very carefully. So. Okay. So yeah, so you can see like both of these guys are very powerful. And the thing is, is most people only talk about mindfulness, only talk about defocusing meditation. And so let's think about a little bit about why, which is, um, let's think about what we are taught in school. 
which is when we're taught in school, we're, we're taught, you know, skills to go get a job. Right? This in in the society where we have specialization, everyone is taught to focus on a specific topic. So like someone who's going to be an engineer, they're taught to focus on mathematics, engineering concepts, physics. Like they're taught to be specialists. So in this age of specialization, almost every single person has been taught to focus on something. To say, focus on, let's say, sports uh, or a professional dancer, be focusing on body movements, uh, different forms of self-expression. So everyone knows how to focus, but we're not really taught how to go the opposite direction, which is when we tense up, how do we relax? How do we let go? How do we go from like 100, 100%, 110%, how do we go back to say 50% or 0%? So, so you see, like, this is why a lot of people talk about defocusing, because we're already so used to focusing that we, many of us have forgotten how to just say, let's take a moment, step back, and just open our minds again. Amelie, I got a I got a question yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. First off, first off, that was that was I loved how you created that sort of parallel right there between yeah. obviously physical exercise and then you obviously have mental exercise, which is just as you're 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 one hundred percent correct. It is just as possibly even more important than the physical exercise because you got to take care of your mind first in order to, yes. uh, you know, obviously have the motivation and what have you to physically work out, but. Um, my question to you is, what would you say to someone who has tried meditation before, but, you know, the, 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 the barrier that every single person who is just trying to meditate, what they come across is, like, I can't stop thinking about stuff. I can't. Yeah, uh, I can't do it. I can't. I right. can't do it. So, right, right. so let's, let, let's work with that. So uh, let's, let's start with how to start. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is someone who has tried to start. So let's say... Uh, Let's start with it in terms of the exercise world, and then let's talk about it in terms of the meditation world. So let's say you talk to a professional athlete and you ask them for their exercise regimen and the per- what works for them. And you can ask them for, say, what their warm-up is. And that person will be like, oh, yeah, I just go run a mile, you know, and I do like, you know, 30 push-ups or right. whatever, you know, number. And they're like, yeah, you just do this. They they just kind of rattle it off. They say these terms because it's really easy for them. They've already been doing this for you know years and years and years, and it's already very easy. But when they started, it may be a completely different story. So yeah. So one of the things about the dangers is that it is difficult. Yeah, it right. It can be difficult. Right. It is difficult to start. So one of the things about starting is that. Meditation is not necessarily about success or failure. It is about the effort that you put into it. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so let's let's uh, here. Let's go to how to start f- humble. Focus on neutrality. Let, let me get into like how this works in terms of different types of examples of this type of things. Okay, let let me add in. A row here. So different examples uh, people talk about. One is just breathing meditation. Or you just take take a few deep breaths. You can try to focus on your breathing, or you can try to not focus on your thoughts. 
is, is um, the thing about all of these things is that we think, okay, so if we take breathing meditation, we say, let's just focus on our breathing, and then suddenly we start focusing on our thoughts. That's actually the meditation itself. Because, see, if we focus only on the positives versus if we only focus on the negatives, that's what's called greed. Yeah, if we focus only on positive, that's greed. If we focus on only negatives, that's more fear. That's more like, you know, wanting to wanting the, you know, the the more painful stuff. Right. The thing is, is if we don't have that balance, then it can get kind of miserable. So the so thing is, is, it's just like how when we exercise, when we first start exercising, we can't do all the stuff. We can't do, you know, a bench press of, you know, a couple hundred pounds. We can't do like, you know, the fancy maneuvers that Roger Federer does on the tennis field. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's more about, it's more about the, how you relate to it, how, how we relate to it. And it's, it's more about the relationship to self. So part, part of, let me actually, let me put this up here. So benefits in potentially improve relationship to self, which is we mm. see how we fail a lot when we talk about breathing meditation. Say, oh, I wanted to breathe, but then suddenly I started thinking about, you know, my, my dinner, what I wanted to eat tonight. And that's, that's part of the meditation. And how do we deal with that? See, that, yeah. that becomes a model for how we deal with, with the rest of life. See, like, if thinking about how it relates to addiction, it's like when we think about, okay, let's not think about drugs or let's not think about alcohol or whatever source of addiction. Let's not think about, you know, going, like, working our tail off, like, if we're addicted to work. So all of these things are part of our goals. But what happens when we do start thinking about it, when we do start going down that road? Well, the importance is not whether or not we start going down that road. It's about how we bring ourselves back onto the road of our own choosing. And that's where neutrality gives us that, that, uh, that um, how do I say, it? that neutrality gives us that avenue because we have seen both the good sides and the bad sides. So we understand that balance. And so when we feel out of balance in one way, we can start pushing things down on the other way. Think of like a teeter-totter. If we right. see like one thing's out of balance, we're like, okay, now I understand balance. So now I can just push the other side down and then push this side up so that I can achieve more balance. So you see like a, a lot of it, a lot of times we can focus on failures or we can focus on successes. But if we focus on neutrality, that gives us the entire world. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, one. What, what's the quote? RJ, what would you think of the most, or what is it? What you uh, focus on longest will become the strongest. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, It's about what what you want to what what is your central practice. So, so as you pointed out, when when we talk about breathing meditation, there can be many ways in which we are taught to do breathing meditation and some of them may be more punishing than others like some have more like requirements saying okay when you breathe you breathe this way and you think this way and when you try to like think this way it may be easier it may be more difficult for some it may be more you know simple for others mm -hmm. so the thing is is all of these things let's get back to uh where is it 
one of the benefits of exercise is that in terms of improving relationship to self, we can ask a general question to everyone, which is, what is the best exercise? And we'll transfer that to meditation. But first, try to, try to understand this question. What is the best exercise? So I, I'm not asking you to actually come up with a perfect answer right now, but just try to think about it. So imagine... Uh if we ask that question to someone who is extremely passionate about swimming, their answer will probably be related to the activity of swimming. Yeah, but if right. you ask what is the best exercise to someone, say, who is extremely passionate about basketball, their answer will probably be related to basketball. So what, when researchers study what are the best exercises, the one that actually seems to work is the best exercise is the one that you actually like. The ones that you actually want to try. Because some, like LeBron James could talk about his exercises all day long, but it's not going to help us. It's more about what we think are the types of exercises that we actually want to try. So that's fun. where the relationship is stuff. Yeah. It's about like, making fun for yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Amelie, I got, I got a question. Do you think also, too, one of, in the same category, because I think there's multiple, um, yes. do you think that also the best exercise would be being able to go from focus to defocus, being aware of that, going from being able to focus on something, having a focal point where I'm just focusing on the gas pedal, and then being able to go to the defocus mode where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to consume data, work through this data, understand what my surroundings are, what, you know, you can't, you can't understand what I'm saying. I, I, yes. I, yes. That's, that's one of the possibilities. It's kind okay. of like if, uh, uh, if you talk, if you say, if you want to talk to someone about exercise and mm -hmm. they, they talk about what is a perfectly fit individual, the, the answers probably involves both anaerobic ability and aerobic ability. So someone who mm -hmm. can has right. stamina, and has strength. So yeah, so if you talk about like the, this absolute end goal in terms of uh, being a quote-unquote good meditator, yeah, being able to focus or defocus at will. Yeah, that, that's, yes. that's, a, that, that's one of the things, that's why we talk about things in terms of these two balances. You see, we, we, we have these potential already inside of us. But the thing is, is we have, as humans, we have been now conditioned to do a lot of one versus not versus a lot of the other. So we've exactly. we've probably done a lot of focusing in our lives on say if someone said something nasty to us, we focus on mm -hmm. what they said versus uh, let's like let's start uh, removing, let's start defocusing on our hatred for that person. Let's start defocusing on our anger. So so eventually. That kind of like a long-term end goal is to be able to do all of these things, you know, in a way that can be sustainable. So yes, so so speaking to my is, soul. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, is this stuff is cool. But I also want to warn you, which is, it it can be uh, it can be too enticing. Yeah. It, it, the the way people say get other people into exercises, you know, they can show some flashy things. 
Like, yeah, like, you know, if you talk to, say, like, if you want LeBron James to do, like, a flashy, you know, move in basketball, you can do that, and people will be like, yo, that's amazing. The thing right. is, is think about how much training that he needed to do His to get to that life, level. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's a good that's a really good point because yep. that's the thing about both of these is it's long-term gains and you have to pay attention to your short-term gains in order to get to those long-term ones right yes. so if we don't focus on the the trees then we won't notice the forest whereas you know same kind of a thing <laughs> i think yeah this is that's that's a really good point this is extremely applicable to to recovery this is yes. because folks like to look at you know I, this actually happened recently and i'd love for you to continue amelie but recently as in yesterday i was speaking to a, a guy and neither of us knew that we were sober um but then uh I was talking to him and he was like, yeah, I, I, I've been sober for, for three years from alcohol. And I'm like, dude, sober for five years right here. Alcohol is my drug <laughs> of choice. And he was like, oh, well, I'm not at five years yet. So, but I'm like, e- in order to get to five, <laughs> you got you to start at one, then you get to two. And that's so, so, how it ends up. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, what I'm getting at is those building blocks day by day. You got to, you know, in order to get to the bigger picture, you got to most definitely paint each corner of the photo of, 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 I don't know. I just made that up right there. Hopefully that works. But (laughs) so now I want to add on one other. (laughs) Oh yeah. He got his band aid. So, <laughs> yeah, please, please continue, Amelie. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of the uh, five years versus three years um, type, uh, type thing, Matt, so I want to talk on a, a type of goal that we can think about, which, which is. Oh, no. Yep. Hold on one second, RJ. <laughs> I don't think he's realizing it. That's okay. Life calls. Life calls. <laughs> yeah, man. We. Yep, we we could hear you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Go ahead, Amelie. Yeah. So, so the thing about uh, the long term versus short term goals is that both of them feed off of each other. Like to go from three years to five years, it's two years worth of every single day. I right. just live every single day sober. So yeah. So both of these guys, it's not versus really. It's long term. And short term, it's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both are just as important. Yes. So, so that's like uh, last time I was on your podcast, I talked a little bit about willpower. And so there's long term willpower and there's short term willpower. And the thing about this is that both of them are absolutely critical. And part of part of what makes this amazing is that you get to set the terms for yourself. Mm. So, for example, if someone talks about how do we start exercising, well, you can choose your own exercise regimen. So no, one's, no one is saying you, if you don't do, say, bicycling every day, then you're, not, then you're not okay. If you don't do swimming every day, you're not okay. It's more about try something. Figure out which exercise works for you, which meditation works for you. So mm-hmm. let's, 
let's let's give some examples of different types of meditation. So, so there's the standard ones. Let let me add a few rows. So, um, there's breathing meditation. There's uh, lots of different types of med- uh, breathing meditations. There's there's um, different types of visualization meditation. There's movement meditation. Mm-hmm. And there, there's entire classes in which all three of these guys kind of uh, overlap. So, so you can do any sort of these types of variations. And what, what's nice about it is what happens if you start to explore? If we, if we start to do some sort of, say, exercise regimen, it's not to, we have to do, you know, 30 minutes of running every single day. We, that if, when we get into this we have to do type of things, that's, that's, when, that's when the compulsion parts of us really gets, you know, activated. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's when we start fighting with our own, that's when we start fighting with ourselves. And that's when things really start to go downhill. When we feel like we don't have a choice, when we feel, when we don't feel like we are in control of ourselves, when we don't feel like we mm-hmm. have that eternal locus of control. So you see, like, when, uh, p- part, of the, part of the benefit of exercise and meditation is that we are to use fancy med- medical terms, we are internalizing our locus of control, which means just we are not putting our happiness on anybody else but us. We are not putting whether or not we exercise on anybody else but us. We're not putting whether or not we meditate on anybody else but us. And the thing about that is it's both terrifying yet empowering. So like, right. there's no one else to like, if, if we decide not to exercise today, you know, there's no law against that. If we, if we do not meditate today, there's no law against that. But that's, it's in these situations, that's where we build our character. It's by saying, okay, now I have the freedom to be my own boss. What type of boss am I going to be? See, like, when we... Let's learn more about breathing meditation. Let's more, learn more about movement meditation. Let's learn yeah. more about visualization. All of these things are possibilities. So it's up to us to say, you know what? Let's actually give it a try. Absolutely. I think uh, when when I was doing that that practice, that study um, with 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 the guys, former former players, and um, you know, one thing that they encourage us to do, and I think this falls into the movement meditation, although you're not really moving, but I'll explain. So they told us to get a little bitty blue sticker, right? And place that, mm-hmm. place it like on your mirror in the morning, like in, in your bathroom, because obviously you're going to look at yourself, you're going to brush your teeth or what have you. Um, so that blue sticker tells you to, okay, take a deep breath, calm down, relax. Well, I didn't do that. I put mine on my uh visor in my car yes like right there because i think like as soon as we like touch our keys and walk out the door our minds are just going at a million miles an hour and especially when you get in your car so i put mine in my car and i want to know what your thoughts on that like in my car because you know the majority of the time it's just me in the vehicle and i can have a moment to myself of doing some deep breathing. So maybe there's some crossover there too with movement meditation and breathing meditation while I'm what, driving a vehicle. Yeah. What you have done is you have owned 
your own type of meditation practice. You are improving your relationship to yourself. You're saying, mm. I saw an interesting idea. Let me find something in my own life that may work for me. Mm. So what you have done is you have started developing a friendship to yourself. Saying, you know what? I, I like what that person does. Let me try to let me try to adapt it to fit my life. That is that is an expression of friendship to self. Hmm. I need to get back to that then. Right. <laughs> I need yeah. to get back to it. That's that's fantastic. So yeah. So all all of these things are yeah. Like the, there's no one right way or one wrong way to to meditate. There's no one right way or one wrong way to exercise. So let me give you an example. You see, like. This uh, this is a Shaolin martial arts master. He is the headmaster of the Shaolin Temple in Europe, and he gives you a lot of you know free Shaolin training. He does everything in English, so you can actually you know uh, watch all of it if you want, and he'll describe all of it. And you can see at the top what he says. There are two mistakes along the way to mastery: not starting Ooh. it, and not going all the way. Ooh, I love and, that. And uh, wow. the, these 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 things can be kind of intense. Like when you think about what the ramifications, what the you know different implications are. But another th- another thing that's kind of related to this is that the failure or the successes that's all part of the training. I like when we start running. When we try to say, let's say my goal is to go run a marathon. Well, if I run a mile in a certain amount of time versus a slightly faster time or slightly slower time the, you know, in the next day or the day afterwards, that's okay. That's all part of the exercise. Just like how everything that we do, as long as we actually give it a shot, that's part of our meditation. So whatever you're willing to try, that can be your meditation. So, for example, if we can talk about incorporating breathing, visualization, and movement. So, mm-hmm. so suppose someone who's really into, say, art, they want to draw. Well, you can move your hands, visualize the art itself, and just take steady, deep breaths while you're drawing. See, all of those things can be made to work within that context of art, or yep. say, Someone, uh, let, let's take it to something comp- completely different. Computer programming. Well, you can move. You can move your hands. You can visualize the code. And again, you, t- and you focus on your breathing so that you don't get too anxious or you know, too uh, relaxed that you cannot concentrate. So all of these things, you can kind of uh, make it your own. And, and the thing is, is, as long as you're genuinely trying to understand it, in terms of your own life, what you're doing is is valid. RJ, this 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 information has got me thinking about you, man, and, and cooking, yes. occupying yes. the hands, yeah, visual breathing and movement. Yeah, that's a that's exactly. a really good point. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. And, I was thinking Bob and you get Ross to see. for the longest time. And you get to see the final the result, the product, or whatever you. Yeah. That, it's, exactly. it's it's self rewarding. It's, it's, yeah. that's, that's a good catch. I like that. 
Oh, there's, you know how when people say, I like to go for a drive, it's very meditative. Yep. Or yeah. I like to do this, it's very meditative. I like to do that, it's very meditative. I love driving. Anything, anything that you do, if you find it has a potential to give you any one of these things, focus or defocusing, then you can turn that into a meditation. So as you can see, like any, basically every activity in life there's something that we can focus on, and then there's something that we can, say, take in large amounts of data on. It's like when we go, say, give a presentation at work. Mm-hmm. We can be focused on our own you know, topic that we're trying to discuss, but we're also doing open awareness on, say, the room in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're not trying to right. judge every single person, but when, when someone makes a face of, you know, happiness, then we kind of get some data. Or if a person, you know, gives us a grimace, that, that's another piece of data. We don't have to act on it, but it's, you know, it's all data. And then we yep. can continue <clears throat> to focus on something versus defocus on something else. And then that, that choice, that type of work, it's all, it's all part of the meditation. It's all part of it. How much, um, so on average, let's, let's just say the, the average week, right? Let's just say seven days. Uh, yes. how, how often do you um, meditate, would you say? Like, well, I, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So do I, how much do I try to meditate? The mm. answer is, for myself is as much as I possibly can, mm, yeah. which, is, which is to incorporate meditation into every part of my daily life. Which is, the idea is that at every single point in my daily life, I could be focusing on something or I could be defocusing on something. So if I'm feeling bad, I could be focusing on that feeling or I could say I choose not to defocus on it, choose to defocus on it. So one of the things about, uh, one of the issues with meditation is that we often feel like there's only one right way to do it or we have to set aside a time or specific place to do it. Yeah, you see, like, there's a lot of commercialization. People say, oh, you have to sit on, you know, our particular brand of, you know, uh, cushions, because that gives you the best, you know, results for meditation. And the thing is, is, um, you know, that there might be something to that. But at the end of the day, the practice is what we choose to make of it, rather than how somebody else chooses to make of it. That's important right there. That's very important right there. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the commercial yeah, commercialization is is you can easily see that. Um yes. and I think that does take away from the actual the the brilliance behind the actual practice. Um that's 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 America for you. But <laughs> try to obviously commercialize it. Do our specific style if you really want to get the <laughs> benefits from right. So uh, to, along those lines, I, w- I want to uh, point out, so this actually exists in just about every single field of human endeavors. So mm. say in a capitalist society, of course, people are going to want to, you know, uh, market stuff for you. But also right. if you look in religious societies, people are going to say, well, this is the one right way to meditate. This is the one right way to pray. Yeah, this is the one right way to think about this or that. Everyone uh, wants to have an objective, correct, you know, idea. Especially like, religion. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the thing is, is we part of it is that the these people they have ideas, and a lot of it may actually be valid. 
You know, a lot of it may actually be really good ideas, but part of it, excuse me, part of the work is to not be so constantly, uh, say, worried about what other people think might be correct or not correct, but working on what works for us what works as opposed to what works for that person. Yeah. Like if that person says a uh, Vipassana meditation is the thing to do versus another person says Shamatha meditation is the thing to do and saying, okay, well uh, both people could be correct because it's what works for them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, th- I think it's a little tougher. Unfortunately, uh, I believe it's a lot tougher nowadays just because of social media, this, you know, people comparing their lives to others. Um, and so difficult meaning like if someone is meditating and talking about how they are benefiting from it, uh, some folks, yeah, may say that's not the right way to do it. This is the right way to do it. And they're posting their photos of how they're doing it. And then people think that that's the only way that you can do it is that way. Um, so yeah, social media is just, it's, uh, yeah, the whole com- trying to compare lives is, is not the correct way to go about it. Because just like what you stated, whatever works for you, Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it so, going. Since we're on this topic, I do want to talk about one thing you do want to be careful about, which is careful not to hurt yourself. That is the mm. one thing where I said there is a right way or wrong way to do things in the sense mm. of if if some way if some somebody tells you to exercise in a very specific manner, say like, you know, do this headstand and then like, you know, walk on your two hands. If you're not trained for that, you can get injured very, very quickly, right? Like if you talk to a gymnast and they say, just do these few things. If we try things that we are not really prepared for, then we have a tendency to get injured. The thing is, is this can also happen with meditation. So so exercise and meditation, they're not a cure-all. There's a lot of amazing, brilliant ideas behind all of it. At the same time, there can be things that go badly. So let me give you an example, which is when we're defocusing and focusing on ourselves, when we're trying to just understand our internal lives, when we're trying to develop that relationship to self, we're, look, we're getting better at seeing our own internal world. We're getting better at working with that. However, sometimes things can come up. If we keep right. digging, we keep digging, we can start uncovering things that we may not be yet ready to deal with. So like, especially like, for example, if someone has a trauma history, we start digging into that, then we may end up triggering ourselves. We, we may end up, you know, getting extreme anxiety attacks that we're not ready for. That That's kind of like the analogy of someone trying to, you know, who's, who ha- is not fully trained and trying to do like a fancy gymnastics movement. So... Injury from trying things that we are not ready for. Dude, I had my first way off topic. I had my first not really, first anxiety attack last night. First one I've oh ever God. had. Ever. Oh, wow. That was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but please go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. You just said that. I was like, that was the first time I've ever had one. And it, it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. That uh, may by, be a... by far. Yeah, that may be a sign that you're starting to get your feelings back. And sometimes yeah. when the feelings really start to come back, like certain feelings can come in like a, you know, like a powerhouse. Like you're, you're like letting open the floodgates. And yeah. that's, that can be part of a meditation practice. When we, when we finally open those floodgates, a flood can come in. Dude, you know, that, I, yeah. 
it was almost passed out. It was like I, it was like at eleven o'clock last night, just breathing super heavy in my in, just sitting in the chair and like my heart rate was just beating fast. And I was like, like I seemed like I was like blacking out, about to faint. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I was breathing like short breaths. Like, I was like, I think I'm having an anxiety attack. Uh, so, <laughs> so the question is, is how did you get through it? Breathing, breathing, breathing. yeah, okay. breathing. So, and I'm I'm so, not joking here. I'm I'm one hundred. I'm dead serious, man. It was weird, RJ. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, that would be. I mean, I think everybody would be shocked. First anxiety attack. You don't know what it is. You absolutely. So, so let's let's. So that's both extremely powerful, and like there's a lot of intensity behind it it can, it can be both you know good or bad but mm-hmm. like as you can see like the the bad part of course is like all the intense emotions but the good part is that there is that possibility for you to work with it so the thing is is it's it's uh it's important to say it's important to take that seriously and like if if we start if, if, when we start experiencing the anxiety experiencing mm-hmm. the emotions it's kind of like if someone is exercising and they start to feel different pains inside their bodies, the question is, is, is it soreness or is it like the, the beginnings of, say, a very serious you know, mm. stress fracture or you know, some long-term injury? So, like, so those things, uh, you know, it, can be, it can be one or the other. It can be some combination of both. Though it's all really important data. And that itself could be the meditation so, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so being careful with with how we work on all of these things, it's it's a very it's it's a very very powerful, very expansive way to work in meditation. Absolutely. So, One second. Five deep breaths. So like so something something basically humble just yeah i think side. yeah this stuff is important i think especially now man uh as an rj i'm talking to you there but but to the group here it is when we talk about you know what's going on in society and everything and people are this just civil unrest people are, are uneasy about maybe being Maybe us getting shut back down and having being forced to work back from home, all of the above, financial instability um, due to the pandemic. I mean, this is the perfect timing for stuff like this. It really, really is. Yes, um, yes. It, it most definitely is. Yeah, it's um, you know the the thing about the the thing about difficult times is that we all go through them, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not. You know, one person experienced difficulty, therefore they're a bad person. Or somebody else did not experience difficulty, or so you think. So therefore they're an amazing person. No, it's it's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And being willing to just embrace that part in ourselves, that, that's when we gain our own power. When we start to own our own experiences, that's when we become our own master. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's yeah. This is important stuff. I, I I would truly hope that many people get to listen to this one because yeah, this is something that that you can't control. It is 
like literally taking care of your mental health, practicing mindfulness. Um, mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the things about uh, all of this that we, we kind of touched upon in many different ways, but we haven't really explicitly talked about is the factor of time and the factor of consistency and all sorts of different things that can change with time. You see, like in different, like say, uh, exercises, different meditations, different philosophies, everyone has like this type of uh, viewpoint on something or an experience with something. All of that can change with time. It, does, it it can be like it can be like five years from now, the change could be no change. It could be right. a lot of change. It could be a change for the better, change for the worse. So the thing is, is time itself can be a very very powerful ally if if you start thinking about it as a incredible uh, what's the term a credible agent of change. So, so the thing is, is um, this is one of the things that uh, a lot of meditators will talk about, which is that just because we're feeling angry right now, doesn't mean that the anger is permanent. The anger itself could change. If we're feeling angry five hours from now, we may be more angry. We may be less angry. If we're feeling very, very, very afraid, we may that fear can change. Over the course of a day, a week, a year, and so the thing is, is incorporating that time component is what's it's it's kind of the mindfulness part of meditation, which is this open awareness with respect to time, and saying, okay, right now I'm feeling like you know my chest is tightening, you know I have difficulty breathing, I you know my my eyes are kind of quivering, you know my muscles are tensing, like all of those things. That's important to note. That that's a moment in time, and the thing is, is later it can change. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the things about um, breathing, visualization, and movement is that all of these things are, if you work on it from a neutral perspective, what you're doing is you're giving your mind and you're giving your body the opportunity to experience both the good sides and the bad sides of it, and that and that connects us to the experience of letting our body and our minds do its work. Let, letting, letting our minds, letting the breathing do the work, letting the visualization, letting the movement do the work. I mean, so, you are, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please, please yeah. continue. It's just uh, using, so using the time and neutrality in tandem to work on those things together. That's what gives us that, uh, open ground for change. Yeah, so that's that. That's all I had to say. No, no, I we that was some wonderful information. I, I think it's because you know, as you as you stated, it's it's like let's place our minds in the best possible, you know, situate or get it to its best possible form of of some sort, so that we can be at our best, uh, or giving it the right tools or utilizing those tools, so that we can be our best be at our best so so this this stuff is this stuff is free this stuff is free it's free and, it, and it, you, can, yeah. you, you can do this anywhere and that's the thing <laughs> is when we talk about getting our bodies in condition for living life we leave out that's one of the most important components which is our mind and it's so exactly. um what's the word important you know it all starts here 
and then goes to the rest of it. If you don't have your brain working, you won't you won't be able to do any of it at all. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah definitely it's something, a, something to think about. It's a different way to think about it too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The uh, the mind and the body have a very very deep connection. Like if, if we're angry, we are like you can see it in someone's body. Yeah, you, you ever heard of the term body language? Yeah, you see it when oh, yeah. someone's really not happy. You can see, you can literally see the the expression in their body. You can literally see the expressions in their faces. And uh, those type, the, that type of connection can be terrifying for many people, but at the same time, it can also be that grounds for self-improvement, that those grounds for like freedom from all sorts of different problems. So the, the thing is, is, it's not easy. None of this work is easy. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, everyone would be like, okay, we're all enlightened. <laughs> but, <laughs> the thing is, is nothing worthwhile ever is truly easy because it is worth the time it's worth while like it's worth the time that you put into it so a good exercise regimen of good meditation regimen it is not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be very challenging but if you do it you will feel the benefits absolutely that's that's as i stated that's that's, it's important it most definitely is important uh Pay attention to your 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 mentals, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, meditation is is well. Obviously, you could pay for meditation. Obviously, there are some great courses out there that you can pay for, subscribe to, what have you. But it, this is essentially free. This is something that you can do wherever you are located, wherever you're at. Uh, these practices. So this this is important stuff. Yeah. So the so uh, in terms of all sorts of different places, let's talk places that we can learn about meditation where are some places that the two of you have found that you that you have found that i like i like this let's yeah. talk about resources that's perfect because that's actually what i was going to ask you was uh if you were planning on starting this where's a place that you would recommend so i mean you know just throwing it out there a yoga class is mm-hmm. uh that's typically a decent place for people to start and you can do free ones on youtube so yes yes online videos uh online videos so you can look at youtube there's a lot of them for example like this guy he's just giving it all for free and you can talk about like he he does very serious shaolin martial arts training like and so you could talk about all of that online videos yoga classes there's community yes uh, classes say you can look at your YMCA or right. other other like churches, etc. There's all sorts of different places. This one. Um, what would be another avenue? Where are you? I mean, because because for me, yeah, I was more so of community classes. Um, let me give you one that may not make sense right now. But let me try to explain it. The best resource is yourself. Because the point of meditation, the point of exercise is part of how you make it. So if we're trying to understand how to meditate, well, let's look at all the different ways our mind works. Let's become our own data scientist. Let's study our own patterns. Mm-hmm. And saying, like, p- part of this comes from, 
a, a lot of these ideas, a lot of these great masters or, you know, of meditation or of exercise, they did not get to that place by, you know, waiting for everyone else to give them the knowledge. What they did was they studied themselves and they studied what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what are some things that they want to work on, what are things that are that interest them. So the thing is, is um, if we try to, say, evangelize all sorts of nice things for everyone else, say, like, this is the right way to do this, this is an, you know, applications, you know, apps versus programs, you know, this is a good program, then people may feel like, well, we've given up, like, the person who might be listening to this will say, well, it's, it's good because you say it's good. It's good because you tell me it's good. At the end of the day, it's, it only is good if you, if you yourself genuinely can feel it. Right. So the best resource is actually yourself to say, like, okay, what are, what are things that I like? So, for example, uh, like when I was looking for my different exercises, I would say, okay, I know there's a million different exercise programs. But what I found to be the best exercise, the one that I actually like, was just something that I can just do every day, which is walk up and down stairs. That's like Absolutely. okay. All of the like, all of the fancy exercise theory in the world uh, is not necessary if you have studied really carefully what you want to what you want to work on. So not that it's not helpful. Yeah, it's it's part it's part of the program. It's part it's part of what gives you ideas. But at the end of the day, the ownership has to be you. Right. Right. So, stu- yeah, studying yourself, studying your patterns is yes. the, the mind is a, is a very powerful thing. Weird thing, too. Yes. The mind, yes. the mind named itself and then realized that it named itself and is weirded out by that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. So the, the thing about the mind is that we, we can be. The, one of the biggest uh, dangers is that we're kind of afraid of looking inside. Is that ma- many people may not yeah. want to look inside because there's a lot of things that we may not want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, is um, well, uh, p- part of it is that we say, well, I don't want to see this bad part of myself. I don't want to see. I only want to see the good parts of myself, and see that. That's when we start to get really greedy or really fearful. Like it, it, so, the term I mean by greed is just we want to create more emotional attachments to something, and fearful means we want to uh, lessen the amount of emotional attachments we have to something. Right. Like so, so going in either direction. So we could try to make more or less, but neutrality or mindfulness is more about just saying, okay, let's just study the connections that is already there. What can we work with? See, like, if we're always chasing the next next good thing, we're chasing the this thing because it promises us something amazing. What we're ignoring is just ourselves. Yeah. What we, yeah, yeah. What we have ignored is just what matters the most in terms of basic healing, which is our own mind. The thing is, is we we often we haven't we often have this tendency to want to look somewhere else for salvation or healing and the the thing about that is it's kind of as if we have been bullied out of our own 
brains that yeah. our own <clears throat> internal bully has won. That's yeah, like when we when we start looking for something outside, that's when that's when the that's when we say to the internal bully inside of us, okay, you've won. I can't actually go back into the my own home, which is I can't go back into the home of my own mind anymore. Right. And I can't do that anymore. And so therefore you control all the cards by making me f- give up all the cards and by saying going to somewhere else saying ask another master to teach me everything see the thing is is the moment we start to stand up to our own internal bully that's when we have that chance of saying okay let's start taking ownership of our own lives again i love that I, I, I really i really love that right there and how, really how it that. wraps around too with like addiction mm-hmm. and substance yep. dependency you know you're you're always searching for that outside stimulus when you focus on yourself and why is that a lot of times fear right also yeah. greed i mean they do make you feel good um yes. in the moment so that's that's really powerful yes yeah, so yeah the the thing with the addiction is that um we we can be addicted to basically anything in the world, yeah. Like uh, like work, yeah. we could be addicted to. Yeah. Uh, we could be addicted to power, sex, you know, any one of the things. And there's some societally okay ones that ones that are deemed by society to be not okay. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, the person who actually suffers is actually is the addict in the things that are, in the people that are involved with the addict. Mm-hmm. Right? Like so. Uh, and the thing is, is the solution can come from external sources, but the most powerful solution is the solution that we come up with, right. the ones that right. we genuinely believe works. The the in, the internalization of all the things that we actually care about to make a positive change in our own life, exactly. or working on the neutral the neutrality of our own lives. Because you know, life can be good. It can also be bad, but ultimately life itself is just life. It's a relatively neutral concept. And it's, it's kind of like when people say start meditation, it's, you know, breathing can be good. It can also be bad. You look at water, it can be good or bad. But at the end of the day, it, that practice itself is relatively neutral. There's right. nothing about it that, that says it has to be good. Nothing about it that has to be bad. And so it is what you make of it. It is. It it is. Yeah. And I think it's right. I think it's also important for us to to share that, you know, um essentially what we're what we're the information that's being shared here, we're not saying this is the answer to to all. Like sometimes you you will need medicated assistant yes. treatment uh, or more in depth, uh therapy, maybe you know. therapy, inpatient treatment, all of the above. Uh but but this this tool right here. This tool is something that is again free. Um, YouTube, all the above. You can you can get videos, and and it's extremely helpful. Extremely helpful. Yes. So to connect that to what uh, to connect meditation to what you just said uh-huh. is that meditation is the training of becoming our own psychotherapist. Yeah. What we're doing is we're walking into our own minds and saying, you know what, I've been afraid of you my entire life. Like I've been afraid of the dark parts of my mind. I'm afraid of the internal bully. I'm afraid of the internal critic. And I'm just going to stand up to it and learn 
let, let's just stand up and just say, okay, what, what is going on? Let's take a look at it. Let's take a good look and understand it and understand mm-hmm. how to work with it. So you can see it's both powerful yet dangerous. Like if we're not trained to do psychotherapy on ourselves, we can get ourselves into pretty bad situations. Yeah, like so uh, it could be like if we try to do stuff poorly, it's just like how if we try to start exercising without studying the uh, without studying the dangers, we could do exercise gone wrong. So a danger could be psychotherapy gone wrong, but if we do it well, it could be become our own therapist. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh, so it doesn't mean that everyone else is, is completely worthless and we don't ever talk with them again. It just means that we are bringing in yet another, uh, we're bringing in yet another person into the mix. The most important person that can enact the most change in our own lives, which is mm-hmm. our like in t- in terms of like we can't change anybody else, but we can change ourselves. And the way a pathway to do that is to work on both the good sides and the bad sides. Yep. See, if if we work only on the good sides, that's just greed. If we work only on the bad sides, that's just fear. So working on both, that's how we can pave that path. That neutrality is how, you know, almost everything in life can be done. Yeah, it's, think, think of like, say, the analogy to, say, uh, two countries having a war. When they want to end the war, people often try to literally say, find a neutral ground. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to find that right. neutral ground where they can understand both the good sides and the bad sides of each uh, of each particular country's, you know, demand mm-hmm. and all of these things. And see, that's where the possibility grows, a uh, possibility of peace grows when we try to understand both the good sides and the bad sides. So you're essentially making a peace treaty with your own mind. Exactly. We're mm-hmm. coming. The, this is this is the study of inner peace. Exactly. Exactly. So, Amelie, I Amelie, I don't place to transition. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. Go ahead, RJ. I was going to say, it's, this is something that uh, maybe you gloss over, maybe you think about a little bit, and then you just move past. But the amount of power that this can give you, the amount of just, uh, you know, things that we've talked about before, which is, you know, going sober is the most selfless, selfish decision that you can make. And yes, this is absolutely. something that kind of benefits all of it it's you know encompassing us that holistic approach and the tools that you can use to help yourself absolutely wonderful it's you know just breaking it all down too so it doesn't Mm -hmm. make it so overwhelming goes a long way as well so exactly and uh, amelie i think i we we my goodness we can talk for with you forever (laughs) forever forever but we want to we want to remain mindful of your time because we could yeah. we could keep you here for another three hours possibly. <laughs> but if there was one last thing that um, you would want to leave our listeners and leave leave us because RJ and I both were most definitely listening and our listeners this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one last thing that you would want to leave 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 us? Um, because this was a lot of information, a lot of great information, and hopefully the folks listening will. Well, just try it out. Just try it out. Just give it a try. So what's the last thing that you would like to leave yeah. folks? Yeah. So, so the one thing I want people to remember is that 
Imagine if you can wake up one morning and genuinely say from the bottom of your heart, I'm actually a decently good friend to myself. Mm. Imagine if you can wake up and that actually resonates with you. How your life Mm. would look. Mm. What would your life, what could your life be like if I'm actually, if you're actually a decent, reasonably decent friend to yourself? You don't have to be the best friend ever, but just decent friend to yourself that's what all this practice is about how can you become a better friend to yourself see the good sides see the downsides amelie that for that is that is that is that's brilliant right there but have you ever thought about getting into like using your voice for like meditated like practices to give to folks you would be brilliant at that absolutely phenomenal I think I, I've thought about I've thought about going back to school uh, to do psychology. Yes, I, I've, I've thought about this. Um, there, there are many different pathways in life. Like I, I'm still kind of like deciding. Yes, it's definitely something that's on my mind. Yes, I, I, I've thought about this. Wonderful. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> thank you for joining us today, Amelie. Uh, obviously, we would love to have you on again t- as well. Like you, you bring such a different approach and the way that you break things down is just amazing um, it's great is there any way that if people wanted to keep up with you they could or you just out there living your life <laughs> right right now i am trying to be the most boring person i can possibly be <laughs> honestly awesome. so awesome. right now i'm i'm not really i'm neither here nor there i'm just kind of living my life i like Good. We, how about how about if someone wants to get in touch with me how about they can they can get in touch with you and then I can start chatting with them. Like that if works. people want Yeah, and then like I and I can I'm happy to answer questions if people want to ask questions, you know, to me. Um but if they want to ask it to you, that's perfectly fine as well. You know, like you you can like talk you can like we can be the conduit or I can try to restart some of the stuff. For for me, um yeah, I, I, I'm not really out there much anymore. I, okay. I'm just, I'm just like this really boring person these days. Right. Well, if you want to <laughs> ask Emily a question, untappedkeg at gmail dot com. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, That'd be perfect. yeah. So, <laughs> and this has been Untapped Keg podcast about mental health and sobriety. Monts, where can people find you? Yes, you guys can find me at Monteball twenty eight on Twitter, Monteball on Instagram. Um, you can also find me obviously at our untapped cake pages. I do want to correct you there real quick, RJ. We untappedcake.com. Our website is not up. Um, so just please, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do that, figure out the right person to go about that and get that bad boy all cleaned up. So, so just make sure to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram or at our email at untappedcake at gmail.com. Um, RJ, where can they find you? I find just search on tap K you'll find us um, on Twitter at it's trickster ITZ. The I is a one in trickster. And uh, let's try to be better today than we were yesterday. Because at least if we don't make it, we try. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Have a wonderful week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.